Welcome back to the Jordan Syatt Mini Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I am very excited for you to hear this episode. I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to give away too much just yet, but I just want to say thank you to Beth, who's an extraordinary personal trainer and strength coach, and she's also an Inner Circle member, for being so open and honest and forthright in this discussion. You'll hear she's overcame a tremendous amount in her life, including alcoholism and She overcame a great deal to get to where she is today, and if nothing else, I have a very strong feeling this episode will inspire you. If you're struggling with self-confidence, if you're struggling with taking the first step, if you're struggling with taking action, I think this episode's going to help a lot. So enjoy. Talk to you soon. Beth. Jordan. We got it. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm well. Happy Friday. What are you up to? I'm sitting by the uh, fire with a coffee because it's fucking freezing out. Holy shit. It's fucking cold out, huh? Oh, yeah. Like 10 degrees or something. Where are you right now? I'm in mid-coast Maine. I knew you were in Maine. Okay, got it. Yeah, so I think it's even significantly (laughs) colder there than it is here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> yes, yeah. a little bit. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, so, so number one, happy new year. Mm. Uh, number two, thank you for getting on the phone with me because I'm like your, your progress and all of the, the stuff that you've accomplished in, in what we'll call it the last, like, let's say last, uh, last year is, is nothing yeah. quite extraordinary. And it's, it's been incredible to, like, watch the progression over time. It, it, it's nothing short of magical. Uh, thank you. I'm, I'm going to get emotional because it's honestly, like, I, I blew myself away, to be honest. Good. Like, I mean, just I didn't really get the scope of it until I looked at that picture. that Because Mary posted on Instagram something of, like, show us you for a year from ago because it was, like, the new year. And so I was looking back and I'm like, holy fuck. <laughs> I looked like that. Oh my God. I like I, I, I just never that. thought of I it's love that crazy. because so many people like just in terms of taking before pictures, for example, a lot of people like most people I've never had someone take a before picture and then be like, Oh, I'm so excited to take this before picture right now. Like I'm really comfortable with how I look and like most people, it's not a comfortable thing. So to have a picture from a year ago and then compare it to now and like look back and be like oh my god like that is extraordinary it's it's such a wonderful feeling because it's like all the hard work all the time that it might have been you struggled through it it was difficult you there was like you were like is it even working is it worth it it's like wow you know what like it's a hundred percent worth it oh totally totally and that was that picture was in a magazine too so i was like oh my god i looked like that in that that freaking magazine wow and now you just you you feel amazing yeah just the not only physically but I mean so much mentally I feel like I grew a hell of a lot mentally well so so talk about that and and really talk about what's happened over the last year in terms of or even even give more background like what has been growing up what happened like throughout childhood to adult life like just I would love to know more of a background story, like start to current in terms of what's going on, because I feel like so many people live in a a mindset and a frame of fear, fear. Yes. And also doubt, like doubt in their ability to ever actually 
achieve a goal, doubt in their ability to ever actually look like be happy with how they look or to maybe to ever actually be able to go out with friends and family to eat and not have anxiety or like to ever, there's so much fear and doubt within different aspects of fitness. And I think sharing stories of success is incredibly valuable uh, because a lot of people they'll look on Instagram and they'll just see a model and think like, Oh, well, they're, right. that's just like, they're born that way. Or that's how they, that's just them. And, and they're lucky. But to talk to someone who's gone through a transformation, start to fit, like start, I start to current, but like someone who, who it wasn't, that's just not like natural for you. Like you have worked <laughs> incredibly hard and sacrificed a lot and, and gone through ups and downs. And to hear that story, I think, well, it's very helpful for so many people. Sure, sure. I'll I'll start from the from the wee chap that I was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a I had a really good childhood. Um my mom actually she's always been like weight conscious, so I think I got a little bit of that from her. But um so my dad passed away suddenly when I was 18, 4 days before graduation from high school. I'm going to get emotional. Um but before that, uh a uh, best friend's boyfriend killed himself at a party I was at. And then six months later, my friend Adam died in a car accident. And then my father passed away. So I had Jesus. three deaths. That's a hell of a year. The, before like graduating high school. And so I pretty much just took off after that and like moved to Arizona, Florida, ended up in California. So I was just like a runner, you know, next state. Let's see if that makes me feel better. Um, I became an alcoholic, so um, I don't want to start crying, but trust me, you would, you're um, not the first person to cry on this and, and I might cry as well. So we'll cry together. I re- I, uh, ends up in New York city. Long story short, I ended up in New York city. My brother lives there. Um, I lived there for six months and my husband now, his sister contacted me through Facebook. This is like 10 years ago. He was my high school boyfriend. And so he came to visit me. He was the only one that actually my dad ever knew, which is kind of crazy. He's actually wearing my father's wedding ring right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so he came to see me. Long story short, we're now married. And I have, um, we have a son together and a stepdaughter that he had with somebody else before me. So we've been married for five years together, nine, nine years total since high school. So we were separated that whole entire time in California. He was the boyfriend that he was there when uh, I was told my dad passed away. Okay. So I kind of just like took off, you know, and I left him even and um, just wasn't thinking about anybody else. (laughs) Um, So he, when we got married or before we got married here, um, he had a stroke the year after we reunited um, from an accident planting trees um, the same day that I found out that I was pregnant with my son. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so becoming a new mom, my husband-to-be slash, you know, high school sweetheart just had a stroke. He couldn't talk. He was in, like, rehab um, for a while. It's about 90% better now. So then after my son was born... Um, I started drinking way more like when I was living in California and stuff, I was that kind of like bartender drinker, but I kind of took that lifestyle to motherhood. Okay. 
So you can't really, you know, drink a bottle of wine and party it up when you have a year old, nine month old year old kid. Right. But I was doing that. So, and then one day I'm like, I can't fucking do this anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to kill somebody because, uh, that I, uh, drove from one town to the next was like 20, 30 minute drive, um, on a bottle of wine and the kids in the car. Jeez. So the day after that, I was like, hey, fuck this. I'm not, I cannot do this. Um, so I went to an AA place down the street. I just decided walked in one day and went every day for a year at seven in the morning. And then before the meeting, I would go meet my friend and we would run. So I got into running. This is about three and a half years ago. So that's what started kind of like my fitness. Okay. Was the running before the AA meeting or we would work out. Um, then she got a job somebody, somewhere. We couldn't work out anymore. I'm like, I need to do something. I need to find something. So a gym opened up up the street from my house, the place that I actually work at now. And I started going to classes there. Then my boss put up an ad saying he was looking for an administrative assistant and I was still a stay-at-home mom. So I was like, maybe I can like figure out how I can fit this into my schedule with my son. Um, I was able to bring him to work. So I did some computer work and then he's like, do you want to be a trainer? And I was like, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Actually. Yeah. That'd be <laughs> awesome. He's like, I feel like you'd be really good at it. Um, so I started shadowing and just, you know, kind of interning. Um, and then he just kind of threw me in. He's like, all right, I'm going to be <laughs> going, to, going to New Jersey and I want you to, you know, cover my shifts. It's like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so from there, it's kind of just evolved. And that, that was, I'd say I've been doing it like, uh, I don't know, like a year and a half fully. And then, you know, he's gotten me to go to get my certified functional strength coach for Mike Boyle, which Kevin Carr was like the uh, instructor. Yep. I know Kevin well. Funny, because I was wearing the beep boop shirt. <laughs> and he's like, where did you get that? It's like, it's Jordan's. He's like, oh, my God. He's like, can I take a picture? I'm like, what the fuck? That's he's so like, funny. he used to be my neighbor. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> That was pretty awesome. But um, so then I got that. He's pretty much my boss. Hunter has thrown me like or out of my comfort zone more than anybody in my entire life. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Like totally believed in me when, you know, I don't even didn't believe in myself. Um, so since then, I've also gotten my nutrition cert. But while I was doing my cert is when I found you and I'm like, you know, I can't, if I can't help myself, I'm going to help anybody else. Cause I was at this, uh, just weight that wouldn't move, you know, working out, doing the things that I thought I should be doing. What weight was that? 155. Okay. And it would just literally stay there no matter what I did. I thought, you know, I was like, I'm eating great. <laughs> <laughs> but it, when it came down to, the uh, fat loss protocol when you had to measure and I got my scale I was like wow 
I am fucking overeating. <laughs> like a lot, like a lot of brown rice. <laughs> well, that is, is <laughs> you know? so important because you were eating such quote unquote healthy foods, right? It's right. Like, yeah. You just didn't realize how much you were eating. Yeah. Yeah. Game changer. Like, and that, and then just like learning that and going through school, I was like my, basically my own um, case study. And I'm like, fuck. And the, and then another thing is like not lying to myself. In what sense? You know, be, be like, you know, uh, having my fitness pal and not logging in the fucking half a bag of goldfish crackers. <laughs> it's like, who am I lying to? You know, why would I not put that in? Right. Like that, like it didn't even happen. Was that, was that a conscious thing that you're like, ah, oh, whatever. Or forget about it. Oh, I definitely didn't forget. Definitely didn't forget. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love the honesty. It's, it's helpful. Thank you. It's perfect. You know, it's just, I, I feel, yeah, I just didn't tell myself the truth. Or I don't know, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I was still thinking that I can get away with not being honest about it. Like, what, oh, that, were, that were doesn't really matter. To, were you trying to over-exercise as a way to make up for that? Was that yeah, part of it? Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah, I was running a lot and like lifting and I figured, you know, I'm running these calories away and I'm, I should be able to eat this anyway. Got it. Understood. <laughs> okay, that's that's perfect to know. You know, so doing the fat loss protocol, I stuck to it like, you know, to the to the T. I even like have it all written down, like my calories every single day, I weighed myself every day, did the protein as perfect as I could because it's pretty high. And I lost like seven pounds or something through that. The, I went in, like from, in the two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I was at, I went from one fifty five to one forty eight. I ended up. And what what was the biggest lesson that you took from that in terms of you that a lot of people hear like oh my god like you could lose that weight so quickly but in terms I, I think the benefit of that protocol isn't necessarily how quickly you lose weight as much as the knowledge you gain from actually measuring the food, measuring the food. Exactly. Yes. From actually being faced with the truth of what and how much you're actually eating. Right. It made me look at like what was in things, like how much is this? And, you know, chicken, you can eat a ton more chicken than you can beef. Like just like, it's like mind boggling. That, and, you know, <laughs> and, and was there anything like, were your weekends would did those tend to be like higher calorie without you realizing it? Or you like you didn't know that like you didn't know how if you were eating more? Like because a lot of people they'll they'll do really well during the week, but then the weekends they don't realize how much over they go. Like when you did that the protocol, did you did you realize like oh my god I'm eating way more than I thought on the weekends? Yeah, a lot more snacking on the weekends for okay. sure. So, yeah. So like, what were some of the things you would snack on over the weekend? Uh, nuts. <laughs> Okay. You know, lots of nuts. I'm um, just random, like, you know, just my kids' chips or just stuff that's like empty, like useless calories. Yeah. And it's not make me full. Not even necessarily like it's not maybe like grab a bag, but not even necessarily grabbing like a huge bag and, and going ham on it. But like little bits here, little bits there, little bites of this, little bites of that, that like mm -hmm. you just think they don't really like it's almost like uh, whatever. It's not a big deal. But if you add all of them up and you're meticulous about something and you actually track it, you're like, oh, my God, that easily added up to 500 yeah. calories. Plus. <laughs> oh, my God. Totally. That's totally. I mean, it's so insightful. That's so, so, yeah. So keep going. I'm sorry. Um, I forgot where we were. 
<laughs> so, so you, uh, oh, you found oh, your circle and then you yeah, did the so protocol. I, I did the protocol. Then immediately after that, I did the unicorn 90 day challenge. Okay. So then I followed that nutrition um, program on there and I did the workouts. I think I did went with a three times a week, but I, I think I was only able to get like two to three um, because I was teaching classes and I was trying to mix that bad in with teaching. And sometimes it would be too much because when you're doing five classes and you're demoing, it's almost like you're getting a full workout in. Yep, that's true. Um, so I was trying not to overdo it, just kind of work it in with my own classes. Okay. Um, and then September, well, it ended in end of August. Then so September is when I started doing um, like your monthly workouts. Got it. And, and then you and I had spoken in July, was it? Yeah, yep. We had spoken in July and that was, that was more about like coaching and understanding clients and stuff like right. that. Right. Yeah. I just, I was just in the middle of like my course and all that stuff and kind of like dabbling in it with at work. That's amazing. And, and so, and then, so then you just started doing the monthly workouts and, and at this point, like talk about where you are now and, mm-hmm. and like in terms of what was your biggest struggle when, when, when your weight was staying the same, when you were eating really healthy, when you were doing all of these things, but your weight wasn't budging, like, were, were you frustrated? Like what, what, what? Oh yeah. I couldn't understand what was going on. I even like now, like I can totally really relate to Susan is cause I actually w- did go to the doctors and was like, something's wrong with my hormones. Something's wrong with my thyroid. I did like the whole cortisol spit test. Did you? I had, oh yeah. I had blood work done. I was like, that's so funny. Something is fucking wrong because I'm doing it all right, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, and I can hear the frustration even now. It's like, oh yeah, because I was, I you should, my poor husband. I was, I was on all these supplements, you know, because they're like your oh, parents no. had a puzzle. You can take progesterone. Oh yeah. Wait, wait, did the doctors give you that? Yeah, I went to a natural path. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, totally. and so tell me about actually that's an interesting experience to talk about like the naturopath like did they did they give you stuff well and this is like so cliche in new york there's a <laughs> car just beeping off in the background there you go um when you went to the naturopath like did they have specific, they say like hey like buy these supplements these supplements will help you with your hormones and stuff no they just had me do the spit test and then it went to this pharmacy where the pharmacy was like you're really low in progesterone you can benefit from these natural progesterone um capsules um, kind of thing so he didn't really sell them to me he kind of was like try this do this test see what it says and then they refer you out to the pharmacy if you know they feel like you could use it got it understood okay cool um so i mean i think that in and of itself just i think so many people they're they're doing so much right and right they, and they're working so hard and doing so they're trying so hard putting in so much work and and it it just doesn't make sense it's like why is this yeah. not working why is and then so they seek out different answers like it has to be my hormones it has to be my yeah. metabolism it has to be like cortisol it has to be all these other things so they they try and either find supplements or try and find medicines and and a lot of people a lot of people think like they're not eating very much and it, and it sounds like right. the the biggest thing that that you that really benefited you was actually finally taking the time to weigh and measure your food yeah and i mean 
you're super busy. Like you work, you have a kid, you're, it's not like you don't, you have like tons of free time. Right. It's doable when you make the time to do it. So, so let me ask you this now that you've, you've done it for a long time. Yeah. How long, how, how many minutes per day do you think it takes you in total now that you've actually developed the skill to, we'll call it weigh your food and to and to track all your calories like how many actual minutes of your day do you think it takes up i feel like less than five less than five right yeah 100%. oh yeah definitely and, it, and it's it's i'm glad that you said that and it's because so many people who are against calorie counting who are against that they say like oh like what are you supposed to spend all your day just doing math and adding up all your calories and it's like Listen, when you first start any new skill, there's a learning right. curve in which it's going to take time to learn how many calories are in certain foods, how to read the calories, how to read the labels, how to add them up, find which foods fill you up the most for the fewest amount of calories, with the most protein. But once you make it a habit and once yeah. you learn the skill, it'll take you less than five minutes a day. It's, it's oh, really yeah. just are you willing to spend that three months, five months, six months actually learning that skill? And and. I very firmly believe that the people who are the most successful, yourself included, are the ones who, who will succeed their whole life because they were willing to spend that 30, 60, 90 days actually just learning that skill. Yeah. Yep. And I think. Keep going. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know what, what was I going to say. Um, it's like you just what if you didn't like, what if you didn't give up on yourself? What would happen? That's what I would tell myself. What if you actually followed through with this and did it? What if you just like, fuck it, like enough excuses, like, yeah, like stop fucking feeling bad for yourself and thinking, you know, making excuses when just try it. And if it doesn't work, then try something else, but give it, like you say, give it like 60 plus days, you know, of consistency and, but not being, you know, you're not gonna be perfect. But what would happen? What was, what's the worst that could happen if you didn't, you know, I love at least, that at least try. And I, I want to ask because you sort of, you sort of glazed over it nonchalantly, but it was, it was a huge change. And it was like, you said just sort of one day you were like, fuck it. And you stopped drinking and mm-hmm. you started running and you went to AA and then like you sort of just, you, in one instant, you, it sounded like you just changed everything. Yeah. It, I was it, like. Is that was it more of like a cold turkey decision that like, hey, I'm gonna start running now, and like then, and you started eating better, and like that, it just happened. It was a kind of like a combination. I don't, I was just like for months, just like I'm fucking sick of this. I, I I'm not meant to be this person, right? I know I I'm better than this, you know. And it's just that like completely letting go and be like, all right, I I, I need help. I need to fucking I need to figure this out, or else I'm gonna die. And were there? were there moments after you made that decision that were difficult and like that were like, you wanted to go back to what you were doing before that it was like, you, like it was, you were like, ah, screw it. Like, were there moments along the way that you wanted to go back what you'd been doing before and, or, or was it more just like, no, like I'm completely done. I think, no, I I was done. I was like, yeah, I was done. You were done. Um, so, so talk to me about what's going on now like what are your plans going forward what are your goals going forward what what are you what's going well for you now what are you struggling with now like just just talk about that um right now i guess uh health slash uh working out wise um i'm really concentrating on strength which i've never done before in my ever 
Okay. Um, so what do you, what are you focusing on strength wise? Um, my bench press and my deadlift. Hell yeah. I love it. Um, it's pretty awesome feeling to actually be not scared of that. <laughs> I, fear has ran my life for, for so long that I feel like now I've dealt with a lot of that and I'm just doing shit now. Like, okay, what's the worst that can happen? We'll talk about that. What, what was, what was, what were you scared of before in regards to like training for strength or those lifts and, and what, how did that, how did you overcome it? Oh gosh, I don't even know. Just working on myself. Um, just the whole fear from like, of like death. I mean, I'm going to get like deep, but just, you know, past stuff and just doing, I never followed through with anything. I always thought, I would, you know, everyone was going to leave me because that whole year of my high school childhood, so many people died and I was like afraid of death. And like, so I never, all my relationships, you know, were always like fear of abandonment. <laughs> And right. I never, I never followed through with any career. I had like, I was like an esthetician. I had a clothing design business. I mean, I did everything, but never followed through. And it was nothing that I ever loved to do. Okay. You know what I mean? So yeah. just now I'm following through with things and actually just, I think that's more like with the strength and deadlifts. Okay. Let's follow through with this. Let's get, get to see how far you can go with this. As in, and by follow through, you mean just like not giving up? Like, you mean, like yeah, actually, like not giving like, up. Like, it's all mental. And when you hit a roadblock, when it doesn't go your way, rather than just quitting, it's like, okay, like this isn't the end. Like, this is just like, I'm going to keep on going. Right. Where I'm trying to like figure out the words to, to ask, like, how do you practically, what does that look like in terms of before you would, you would give up on something, you wouldn't follow through? practically now like what goes through your head like what happens where's there a point where it's like you have to decide do I quit or do do I keep going like like, what does that look like oh my god I don't even know (laughs) I'm trying to get in my own head um well I think it's because so it's I think what you're hitting on is something that most people struggle with I think everyone struggles with at in some way in their life and I mean like with motivation or in, in yes. any way. So for example, you said that you were, you're doing strength now, which you like, you'd never focused on before. Yeah. But you're, you're overcoming the fear of that. Like wh- what fears did you have in, in relation to strength training that had kept you from doing it or that like might have like intimidated you on, on that part? That I could never do that. I could never deadlift 200 pounds. That could never happen. I always had that can't attitude. I could never do that. Interesting. But, you and, know, and, but what makes me think that I can't? Like, why that, am I saying that? <laughs> that's a really, I, so what did make you say that? Like, what, when, when you started seeing deadlifts and all that stuff, like, what made you think, like, I could never do that? I just was intimidating. It was scary. It was like, wow. Yeah, it's yeah. scary. And it's, yeah. and it's, it was maybe like saying, I could never do that was your way of preemptively justifying not trying like yeah like self-sabotaging myself which I was I'm pretty good at or was pretty good at and and so to, but here's here's what's really interesting about you is your through throughout your life in these scenarios like when when you were drinking and, and you're like no fuck it I'm done and then like now that you're strength training you're like fuck it like I can do this you're good at objectively saying like that fear or it is is ridiculous that's self-imposed and you overcome it and i'm really interested in that because to do that objectively on your own is not 
it's not an easy thing. It's not easy no matter what, but to recognize that individually and then to take action on it is a very difficult, difficult thing to do. And I'm wondering, I'm really interested in your process. I feel like maybe like my addiction and all that stuff fuels me. Okay. Kind of like the shit that I've been through. Yep. Kind of fuels me to get wherever I want to go now. It's just... I listen to a lot of David Goggins too, okay. yeah. <laughs> you know, and I could totally relate to that and his story and stuff. And, you know, just using, because that's when I quit drinking, I was running. And so I was like using that running and running is not fun. <laughs> I agree. You know, it's like, but running to me was, was easier than drinking. Easier than, e- so, easier than the repercussions of drinking. Right. And so I was using that as my fuel, like, like, I'm not going to drink, but I'm going to push myself to do this. Um, I don't know. And that's kind of how, like, I I feel like um, addiction, well, for me, it fuels my workouts now. It's like that, this is my, like, I'm, uh, I don't even know how to put into words. Um, addiction doesn't own me, but I'm using that as my fuel, like, just the shit that I've been through doesn't have to define me. That makes perfect sense. You know what I mean? I guess. And the negative repercussions of it, like help. If you could overcome that, then you can get up for a workout. Thank you. That's what I, how I meant to say it. (laughs) If you can, if you can overcome addiction, if you can overcome like all the stuff that you've struggled with in your life, then if you really wanted to deadlift 200 pounds, you sure as shit can deadlift 200 pounds. Yes. Yes. And 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 this, your struggles don't define you, but they help to show you how strong you actually are. And you can use that as your motivation. Yes, thank you. You're so good with your words. <laughs> well, it's, it's just, we're trying to break it down and understand it. And it's it's we're all human, and we all have we all go the the actual life story of each individual is different, but the emotions are often identical in in many ways. Right. And it's 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 all. It's, it's all, all connected. It's all like, connected, and and what happens to you will be ha- will be different. What happens to me, but my my like deepest darkest moments in my life, even though they're different than your deepest dark moments, we they the emotions might be almost identical, and like right. how and so it's always been very interesting to me to see how people deal with various emotions and to deal with the tough points in the life, and, and also to see how they overcome the the adversity and the hard points and and for you you've you've done it in extraordinary fashion and you've done it consistently and it's happened more than once and you've proven to yourself that you can overcome and that's one of the reasons that I think you're so special and that I'm so excited to talk to you and for people to listen to it is because most people they they will have that fear they will have that uh that self-doubt and they'll allow that to keep them from following through. But what you've done very well is convince yourself, like I have to fucking follow through and you do. And that's, that's why you've been able to succeed is because you finally, you decided I'm following through and you didn't let self doubt keep you. You didn't let the fear keep you. You, and that is very powerful. Yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah, totally. It's yeah. Yeah. And you know, what's crazy is 
well, it's no. not really crazy, but it's like food and like addiction or drinking and drugs. It's they're all connected. Like we all, you know, might be addicted to food or food addictions and like drinking and, and like my mom, I was visiting her last weekend and she's like, you know, how long have you not been drinking? I'm like three and a half years. She's like, well, at least you're not addicted to food like me. And I'm like, that, that caught my attention. I'm like, interesting. She's like, food is everywhere. We, we have to eat. It's like, true. I, I guess you're right. Yeah, totally. It, I never really thought of it that way. It's interesting. <clears throat> I've been I've been spending some time looking into addiction and uh, addictive like behaviors, and it, I think a lot of people um, they they worry about the semantics too much. They're like, well, like technically, you can't actually be addicted to this, or it's yeah. well, actually, addiction is. It. And I'm like, listen, in my opinion addiction the 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 actual object is irrelevant in terms of what you're addicted to whether it's the object or the behavior the issue is when you do something that you know you shouldn't or you don't like necessarily always want to but you continue mm-hmm. to do it and it negatively impacts your life that is yeah. that's an addictive behavior and regardless of of like the the hormonal system or the behavioral response the reason for it it's something that you might not actually want to be doing logically but emotionally you continue to do and it negatively impacts your life whether it's with food whether it's with drugs whether it's alcohol whether it's with another person whatever it is like there there are many ways to have an addiction and Mm -hmm. um i think that the the process of overcoming an addiction is uh it's it's it can seem insurmountable. It can seem right. like there's just this, like, how am I ever going to get through it? But I think what you did, and it's one of the reasons why I want to know if, if it was cold Turkey, if it just happened, but like you are, you, you literally have overcome it in, in several ways and come out on, on the other side, better for it, happier for it, stronger for it, more confident for it. And it, I like to dissect that for other people so that they can say like, holy shit, like I can do that too. It's like getting to the root of the problem, like with food or with anything like, okay, why, like, why I'm, I got to stop running from my shit, from my past, like running from that grief, like just, I need to just deal with it. Like that happened to me and I can't bring it with me my entire life and let it just bog me down from what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, like your past doesn't dictate your future. And I think I lived in the past so many years. Now, now that's some seriously powerful stuff in terms of a lot of people, they live in their past yeah, and they let their past dictate their future by letting their past prevent them from taking actions that will help change their future yeah. but because they're living in the past, because they let the past prevent them from believing themselves. They let the past um, perpetuate fear. They, they keep themselves from making the change and that's where you made it where you changed, where you said, I am no longer going to let what happened in my past allow me to sabotage my future, to endanger my future, to do And that's when you're like, I'm making a change. And shocker, once you make the change, all of a sudden everything changes. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, really, it's amazing. And, and anybody can do it. Like, anybody. Yeah. You just have to do it. You just have not to fucking easy. do it. It's, it's gonna, not. Yeah. It's going it, to suck. <laughs> Like, talk to me, like, when you spoke about how you started running every morning and then you went to AA, like, it sounds, it sounds easy when you just say that, but I mean, 
that means that you must have been getting up at like what, like five, five thirty in the morning. Yeah, I met my friend Allison at five thirty in the morning, and we would uh, run, you know, and then we'd do some workout, and then my meeting was at seven. So right from there, I went to the meeting at seven to eight. I came home, got the kids ready for school, um, or stayed home with Johnny. I think at that point he wasn't going to school, and then did the mom thing. But I, because I had Johnny, I had to. That was the only time that I could do anything was that early. And when you went to the meeting, like, did you, after you worked, you ran, you worked out, you went to the meeting. When you went to the meeting, were you, like, dressed up? Did you, like, get makeup on or did you just go, like, Oh, no, I just went straight for my workout. Sweaty, nasty. Well, I love that because a lot of people would say, like, no, I can't do that. Like, I need to put my face on or I need to, like, look nice or whatever. It's like how I don't have time to do that. Like, I don't have time to work out and do this. And it's like you did what you had to do. Yeah. I mean, it's like done with the excuses. There's so many like excuses. There's a lot of nuance in here. And there's a lot of uh, bits and pieces that I'm like really trying to break apart. Like I think people like, why the fuck did you ask if she was putting on makeup or if she like, (laughs) because so many people would use that as a reason to not go. They would use like, well, I need to have time to do this or I need to have time. It's like, you don't, Yeah, you don't. And it's not like, you didn't go because you're like, oh, like I, I'm sure there would be a lot of people who don't go because they're like, how I can't go to that without like, with just straight right. from working out without like getting dressed up and nice. And it's like, you didn't give a fuck or if but you like, did, you didn't let it prevent you. Yeah. And like all those things before never like, a, you know, if I thought that way, that was the way I thought that I had to change the way I thought for anything to change. It's like, that's that way of thinking didn't get me anywhere. <laughs> you know that's- what I mean? That's an interesting point. It's like, if the way that you've been thinking hasn't been making you happy, then maybe you need to change the way you're thinking. Yeah. That's very powerful. I love that. Yeah. Jeff. <laughs> so, yeah. so talk, is there anything, is there anything that I can help you with? I know. So you're, you're doing a lot of personal training now that you're, you're, like you're coaching. How's that going? It's going really well, actually. Um, we just launched, uh, we're doing a program or helping my boss with, um, it's called Coach Catalyst. And um, every member now that comes in, they have to go through the habit program first. It's 12 weeks. Nice. And, um, yeah. So we don't concentrate on macros or measure or measuring or anything of that. First, we want them get more sleep, like slowly build into that part. Cause that's, you know, that can be advanced for some people. They're just some people, you know, they need education and just, you know, getting smaller plates or, you know, removing the stuff out of your house in a certain spot that snacks, um, talking to your significant, significant other um, to, you know, let them know what you're doing so they can, you know, be supportive, that kind of stuff. And then once they graduate from that, then they can go and do like either we'll walk them through hand portions or my fitness pal kind of thing. I love that. That's amazing. That's fantastic. And and is there anything that like, I know the last time we spoke, we spoke a lot about different strategies for, for coaching and for, mm-hmm. for mindset. Is there anything that, that you wanted to talk about on that front? Anything I might be able to help you with? Or, or if not, that's fine. But I wanted to make sure that like, you know, if you want to talk about that, we can talk about that. Not that I can think about the moment. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Am I going to see you at the retreat? And You are, actually. I'm rooming with Megan. Oh, uh, hell yes. Los Angeles. I Um, love it. 
Yes. And I'm getting my plane ticket soon, actually. Um, I got to fly my, my flight because, you know, leaving from Maine to Austin, it's like a full, it's like a 14 hour day or something. And there's oh, only shit. like yeah. two, two flights that leave because we have a little airport and they're both at like five in the morning. Um, oh, are you gonna? You're, so you're gonna go on Friday, like at five in the morning, and then arrive yeah. like Friday evening. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm stoked to have you at the Inner Circle Retreat. That's gonna be amazing. I know. I'm so excited. That's so awesome. Excited. Glad you're rooming with Megan. Do you? Do you? Do, did you? You met Megan through the Inner Circle? Um. Th- yeah. In Inner Circle Instagram. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's I know. I, I love talking to all those people. You have such a, you do so amazing. You and Susan, I have to tell you, like, you guys really, I know what it takes to do programming and stuff. And you guys put so much heart into it. It's just, it's amazing. I, I'm so grateful. Thank you. It, we, so grateful uh, that I've come across you guys. I And the feeling is mutual. It, it's, trust me, the feeling is very, is, is more than mutual. And I can't wait to finally meet you in person. Um, is there, is there anything that, I, and I want to just offer like one more, like just make sure like if there's any questions you have or is there anything parting words you want to leave with? Like, I think that you, I don't even know if you fully realize how much what you've said so far will help people. I think you'll have, you'll have inspired a lot of people and there'll be a lot of people relating to what you said and it will change many, many lives. Is there anything that you'd like to, to leave with? Um, That you guys can do hard things. That's what I want to say. You can do hard things. You I can love do that. hard things and to not give up. Good. I love it. Keep going. And you just, that's, that's the mental like relief of this whole like process is just not having that like anxiety about food. Like it doesn't have to be so, oh, like the holidays. I freaking, I, you know, I had like peanut butter balls, cinnamon, freaking buns. <laughs> I, I incorporated that shit <laughs> into my, you know, and didn't stress about it. And like came out like not gaining a pound. It was like, whoa, that's amazing. That's the best part, isn't it? When you when you don't stress about it, then you don't you end up not really binging or anything because right. it's just like yeah. it's not off limits. When it's not off limits, it's just it is what it is. When you make it off limits and you make it a bad thing, then that's when when binge tendencies tend to come into play. Oh yeah. Like like you say, like there's no such thing as a bad like bad food. Like when you start saying that's bad, I can't exactly have that. Right. Then you exactly right. Like, we'll go on a bender. Yeah, it's so interesting. What will happen is people are like, well, that's a bad food. I can't have that. But inevitably, they'll have it because we're human and we'll have a fucking treat once in a while. But right. when once you indulge in that treat, if you're looking at it as something that's bad, then you're like, ah, fuck it. I'll just have a ton of it because I'm not going to have it for a long time. And right. I might as well like eat as much as possible now because I'm not going to have it for a long time. And that's that's a binge. Whereas like if you're like, you know what, like, I'm going to have a little bit now and enjoy it and it's fine. And if I end up having a little bit tomorrow, cool, that's fine too. Like I'm just going to make it work. And that's when, when it's not looked at as like the final supper as like the final like, <laughs> dessert, whatever, then it's like, then you're good. It's like, but when you create this, this um, idea of a bad food or something, you're doing something wrong, that's when issues really start to happen. Yeah. It's like a kid being told you can't eat that. Exactly. exactly <laughs> what right. do you mean I can't eat that? <laughs> I'm gonna fucking take it to my room and hide it under my bed and eat all of it. You, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's <laughs> exactly right. Seriously. Exactly, exactly right. Well, well, Beth, I love you. Thank you for getting on the phone with me. I and, love you uh, too. You, you're, you're truly, you're extraordinary beyond words, and I mean that. Like you're, you're incredible, and I'm blessed to be able to to know you, and I can't wait to meet you. 
Me as well. <laughs> <laughs> Have an amazing weekend, okay? You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.